The deep state wants to consolidate all sectors of power. And so on this show, Behind the Deep State, we've talked a lot about their efforts in the political sphere, in the economic sphere, even in the social sphere. One area that we haven't dealt with too much is the religious sphere. And yet the religious sphere is just as important, if not more important than the others. And so going through the news recently, we came across something just astounding. Obviously, the uh, fake media in the United States completely avoided it. But uh, it was a very, very important event. So in late August, uh, about a thousand delegates from all different religions, you know, Hinduism, Buddhism, different uh, branches of Christianity, uh, Judaism, Islam, all these different things, uh, spirit worshipers, you know, pagans, heathens of all varieties came together in Lindau, Germany, for the 10th World Assembly of this group called Religions for Peace. And oh, doesn't that sound wonderful? I mean, religions are nice and peace is nice. If you combine religions and peace, it must be super nice, right? Well, turns out there's more to this story than meets the eye. Um, This massive entity, this organization, claims to be the largest and most quote-unquote representative uh, religious body in the world. Uh, they, they operate in about a hundred nations, and uh, they have members of just about every religion you can think of, and a whole bunch that you probably can't. Uh, the first dead giveaway that we are dealing with the deep state here is the list of people who fund it, right? Uh, and I mean, this is just like a who's who of the deep state. So you have George Soros, right? His Open Society Institutes, a subversive organ. And, you know, keep in mind, George Soros funding a religious thing, uh, that's like a pyromaniac funding the fire department, right? George Soros publicly says he's an atheist. Uh, he has also said on repeated occasions that he feels like a god, a god with a little g. So this is not a god who is a devout religious person. Uh, You know, he claims to have a Jewish ancestry, and he may, but uh, that's about as far as George Soros' religion uh, goes. I mean, again, he he publicly says he does not believe in God. He's clearly not a Jew then, at least not in the religious sense. And yet, uh, here he is funding this global alliance of religions, this Religions for Peace. Uh, You also have the Ford Foundation, an incredibly subversive, uh, massive pool of money that's been used to promote globalism, socialism, totalitarianism, every kind of nasty ism you can imagine, and not to mention the takeover of our education system. Uh, U.S. taxpayers are also funding this operation through the U.S. State Department and through a whole range of United Nations agencies. And, you know, the U.N. is entirely a deep state creation. You can go back and watch some of our episodes on that, uh, and we will be doing more in the future. And then you also have some of the most godless governments on the planet who are involved in funding this. Uh, And by that, I'm not just referring to the U.S. government. I'm also talking about the Norwegian government. I'm talking about the Dutch government. Um, You know, these are nations that uh, pioneered uh, some of the worst excesses of atheism, secularism, uh, you know, all this uh, attacks on marriage and so on. And of course, they are also funding this. And the next big clue that we're dealing with the deep state here is who's in charge, right? The outgoing secretary general of this Religions for Peace, uh, his term ended at the end of this uh, summit, is Dr. William Frey Vendley. 
Now, the first thing you need to know about this guy is that he's a member of the Council on Foreign Relations. If you're not familiar with the Council on Foreign Relations, go back and watch our episode on the CFR. This is one of the premier deep state organizations, even deep state behind the deep state organizations in the United States. Uh, it's a who's who of prominent Republicans and Democrats. Uh, Hillary Clinton mentioned that she gets her orders from the Council on Foreign Relations. Uh, Darth Vader slash Dick Cheney uh, brags that he, he used to be uh, board of, on the board of directors, and he thinks that's funny that he never told people back in Wyoming when he was running for re-election. So it doesn't matter. Republicans, Democrats, mega bankers, right? All the big banks, all the big pharmaceutical companies, all the big crony uh, defense contractors, all the big media companies, uh, all of them involved in this organization. And one of the defectors from this organization, uh, U.S. Navy Admiral Chester Ward pointed out uh, after he left this group that their main goal is to submerge the United States, to smash our national sovereignty and submerge the United States into, quote, an all-powerful one world government. So that's the type of people we are dealing with here. Uh, this William Vendley also served as an advisor to the scandal-plagued Clinton Global Initiative and its so-called Religion Forum. Now, uh, if that wasn't establishment-y enough for you, deep state enough for you, uh, the new Secretary General is Dr. Aza Karam, and one of the big highlights of this globalist's resume is a senior position with the UN Population Fund. Again, you know, one of the key agendas of the deep state is and has been for quite some time to reduce the number of people on the planet. And of course, the UN Population Fund is the leading agency in charge of this operation, right? They, they put out a report a few years ago saying, that, oh, there's way too many Kenyans on the planet. We got to get rid of so many Africans. They're all having all these babies. What are we going to do about all the Kenyans? Uh, they also got caught. They were exposed in the U.S. Congress working with the mass murdering communist dictatorship in China to perpetrate forced abortions to enforce their one child policy. Uh, clearly not nice people. And yet the new leader of this religions for peace operation is, of course, a proud associate of the UNFPA. Uh, it wasn't clear her position on forced abortions, but uh, it is what it is. Right. That's who we're dealing with. Uh, as I mentioned, you get people from all leaders from all these different religions come to this organization, numerous high ranking Muslims, uh, high ranking Hindus, uh, spirit worshipers, ancestor worshipers, uh, Shinto leaders from Japan and Buddhists from Asia. Uh, and then you have. The Christians, or at least they identify as Christians, uh, you have uh, leaders from within the Orthodox Church, leaders from within uh, some of the Protestant churches in Europe and the United States, uh, and also very, very high-ranking officials from the Catholic Church, uh, bishops and archbishops who came uh, to this event. And... Um, you know, it's very interesting. We'll come back to this uh, idea of Christians participating in this in a moment, because actually, you know, the Bible has a lot to say about these things, and Christians claim the Bible as their source of authority, and yet the Bible speaks very clearly about these types of things. So we'll get to that in a minute. But before we do, I want to talk about their final declaration. They all ended up signing this uh, declaration, a charter for forgiveness and peace and reconciliation, and these things. And they agreed, among other things, to promote global disarmament, right? One of the key goals of the deep state and the, the globalist establishment, going back generations now has been the total and complete disarmament of humanity and the centralization of all weaponry, all coercive authority within the United Nations and their so-called peace troops. You know, the, these uh, lunatics with the blue helmets that run around the world raping children, raping women, uh, shooting protesters, things like that. Nice people, right? None of them ever end up in jail because they all have diplomatic immunity. They help disarm, for example, the people in Rwanda so that they could be exterminated in a genocide. Uh, they help disarm the people of Venezuela so that the social dictatorship could go and uh, massacre 
protesters and torture dissidents and there'd be nothing that people could do about it. As a side note, uh, obviously the murder rate went through the roof after the UN helped the socialist regime in Venezuela disarm the people. And yet here you have all these uh, religious leaders demanding that uh, the whole world disarm so that the UN can have all control over all weaponry. And they, they specifically mentioned conventional arms, right? They're talking about your firearms, your pistols, your rifles, right? They do not want any weaponry in the hands of citizens or even governments, right? They want the UN to have a monopoly on force. Uh, throughout the document, they promote mass migration, which we've spent a lot of time on this show exposing, right, the agenda to uh, mix all the peoples of the world together, right, flood uh, Western countries with people from alien cultures, with alien religions, and uh, completely different histories, different languages, different beliefs, and all the rest of it. Uh, and, you know, they've, they've been very effective at, at that. Uh, the Brits are now a minority in their own capital city in London. They now live under a Muslim mayor. Who would have thought that uh, one of the greatest uh, Christian powers in world history would end up having its capital city ruled by a Muslim. Well, it's happened, right? And, and if you disagree, you're a hateful bigot, according to these so-called religious leaders. If you think there's a problem with that, you are a hateful bigot, and uh, you probably um, hate God and all the rest of it, right? That's what they want you to think. They agreed to promote globalism. They agreed on this alleged need for a quote-unquote modern order underpinned by the UN, and they're very concerned about this alleged crisis in the modern order. And they agreed to promote the common good, of course, as they define the common good, right? Uh, basically, uh, they specifically say the earth, the air, the soil, the water, the web of life, and all this stuff. Uh, one of the key tenets of their final declaration was also Agenda 2030, the Sustainable Development Goals. You can see we did a whole episode on Agenda 2030 and the real agenda there. It's basically a recipe for global socialism, technocracy, totalitarianism. Uh, the communist Chinese dictatorship bragged that it played a crucial role in developing Agenda 2030. And for those of you who don't remember, um, basically all religions in communist China are ruthlessly persecuted. They've got over a million Muslims in re-education camps in Western China, right? And, and everybody knows this. It's not even a secret. They say they're re-educating them in a counter-extremism center, right? They also ruthlessly persecute Christians. They demolish churches. They won't even let the Catholic Church appoint its own uh, officials in China, right? The government has to appoint them for them. Uh, so this is what we're dealing with, right? The, one of the most murderous, in fact, the most murderous government of all human history, which openly and blatantly persecutes all religious groups. They literally chop the organs out of Falun Gong practitioners uh, and sell them to Communist Party officials and wealthy Middle Eastern sheiks, um, are, are now... Now we have these religious groups uniting behind these sustainable development goals created by uh, these persecutors of religions. Um, in the final declaration, the uh, World uh, Religions for Peace Alliance also said that they're going to advocate, is a quote, direct quote, advocate for government policies that would protect rainforests, defend the rights of indigenous peoples, and fulfill their pledges to the Paris Agreement on climate change. Now, President Trump has wisely withdrawn from this uh, Paris Agreement. It's a gigantic farce basically aimed at building up communist China and shredding what's left of economic freedom and prosperity in the Western world, transferring our productive capacity over there, all under the guise of saving us from this boogeyman called global warming. You can go back and, and see some of the videos we have done on that. Uh, we've interviewed some of the UN's own scientists who will tell you this thing is a giant farce, right? Scientists from the UN IPCC, that they're lying. They are absolutely lying about this uh, ridiculous hypothesis that the gas of life, the gas you exhale, is actually toxic pollution that needs to be taxed and regulated by the UN. Uh, these religious leaders also agree that we need globalist education, that we need peace education for all children, which is a uh, very notorious buzzword at the UN. By peace education, they mean globalist 
indoctrination. Uh, their idea is that as long as we have sovereign, independent nations and self-government, that there won't be peace. And so the way to get peace is to have peace education, to brainwash everybody, to surrender all power and authority to a one world order. Uh, all these religious leaders also agreed they were going to create an alliance of virtue whereby they would all join forces and, quote, uh, surrounding, uh, quote, virtues shared widely across religious traditions and other virtue heritage. Now, I mentioned that we were going to come back to the Christian element here because um, the Bible has a lot to say about these types of things, right? Uh, and so for Christians who claim to believe the Bible, you would think they might consult the Bible before getting involved in things like this. Uh, one of the verses that came to mind, uh, 2 Corinthians 6, uh, 14 through 17, you have um, this idea that uh, Christians should not be unequally yoked with unbelievers, right? It, it, the Bible says, what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness? What communion hath light with darkness? What concord hath Christ with Belial, right? One of the demon gods, one of the false gods who demanded child sacrifices and things. What part hath he that believeth with an infidel? What agreement hath the temple of God with idols? and on and on, right? So uh, God is very clear here to Christians. He says, you should come out from among them, be ye separate, saith the Lord, right? So why are all these Christians becoming unequally yoked with all these unbelievers, these spirit worshipers and uh, pagans who are worshiping uh, what the Christian Bible says are false gods, right? First uh, Corinthians 10, 20, and 21 goes even further, right? It actually explicitly says that these People worshiping these idols are actually worshiping devils, right? Uh, they say here that uh, I say that the things which the Gentiles sacrifice, they sacrifice to devils and not to God. I would not that ye have fellowship with devils. You cannot drink the cup of the Lord and the cup of devils. You cannot be partakers of the Lord's table and the table of devils. Now, if you don't believe the Bible, okay, that's one thing. But these Christian leaders who are at this conference say they believe the Bible. They say they're Christians. And so why are they getting involved in these types of things? Why are they taking money from George Soros and getting unequally yoked with these other religions? That is a very good question. And if you're involved in one of the churches that is participating in this, you ought to ask the leaders of your church, why is your religious denomination getting involved in this? Uh, one of the interesting things, I went to the UN uh, COP24 in Poland, and I had an opportunity opportunity to interview a, uh, a bishop from the, uh, you know, the American version of the Anglican Church, the Episcopalian Church, and he was the uh, bishop out of San Francisco, and after talking about global warming and everything, I said, hey, tell people, why should they believe the Bible? Why should they believe in Jesus? Basically, you know, open opportunity for him to preach the gospel. And rather than do that, he just said, well, you know, that's what I believe. That's my thing. But, uh, you know, I'm not going to tell other people. Well, you know, that suggests to me very strongly that uh, he does not take seriously what the Bible says uh, Christians ought to be doing. Right. Uh, a lot of this language that came out in this final declaration has come out through uh, Pope Francis, the uh, relatively new leader of the Catholic Church. And the New American, uh, one of our Catholic writers at the New American, did a phenomenal article talking about the the uh, alleged deep state operation to remove Pope Benedict and bring in this Pope Francis, who, as everybody knows, even ever, all the Catholics, uh, is, is a very, very radical leftist, uh, believes in globalism, has been promoting Agenda 2030, all these other things. And, uh, you know, we need to recognize, too, that part of the deep state's agenda is this melding of religions under a one world spiritual agenda. 
And uh, back in 2002, one of my uh, colleagues, a Catholic colleagues, William Jasper, who's the senior editor of The New American, wrote a phenomenal article called The New World Religion. I encourage you to go check it out because you really get a sense of where this is all going. But uh, he explains what happened there with the Earth Charter. He quotes uh, former Soviet dictator Gorbachev saying that this new Earth Charter they came up with should be a kind of Ten Commandments, a Sermon on the Mount that provides a guide for human behavior, right? That's where they're going with this, folks, right? They want to supplant uh, the religious diversity of the planet, and they want to hijack religion for the purpose of advancing their agenda. Now, uh, a big part of this, we just recently did an episode on education. I hope you'll check it out. But a big part of this is brainwashing uh, children. And the UN now has a world core curriculum. It was authored by a guy called Robert Mueller, who is the Assistant Secretary General of the UN. Uh, he literally called the UN the body of Christ. He suggested it's this divine institution that uh, God is using and that nobody will ever be able to come against it. And he admitted in the teacher's manual to his world core curriculum that he's basing all this on the teachings of Alice Bailey and the Tibetan teacher Jval Kul. Well, what he didn't mention in that forward is that Alice Bailey was the founder of the the Lucifer Publishing Company, which has since been changed to the Lucius Trust. So the deeper you dig here, the more you find the deep state and the more you realize that they are now trying to hijack our churches, our synagogues, our mosques to advance this subversive plan for a one world order, which is at the heart of the deep state's agenda. So, um, you know, make sure you read up on this. Make sure you get involved on this. Read the article we did at The New American and uh, make sure if you're involved in one of the religious denominations or organizations that is involved in this, you should be asking some questions of your leaders, right? These, these are questions that need to be asked. I hope you will help play a role in that. Uh, thanks for watching. I'm Alex Newman. I'm your host at Behind the Deep State. Really appreciate you spending some time with us. And uh, please like, share, subscribe, all those great things. Visit thenewamerican.com. And hopefully we will see you soon. Our next episode will be out next week. Thank you very much for tuning in. And God bless.